0: Blog
1: Talk Radio. Good
0: morning. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here for another episode here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. Yes, I've not been on for a while because my body has been experiencing a healing, and I'm trying to get this stuff done. And yesterday is Tuesday. And on Tuesday is when we do the show from the pulpit to the couch, where you will receive biblical teachings from someone in ministry as well as myself, Jeanette Abney, a licensed American Family Therapist. So I'm going to need you guys to bear with me today because uh, I don't have it all together, but I'm going to let it do what it do. I can't even pick up my cup of coffee. My hand is hurting so bad. And I know that I have not posted the information out, but I did put it out there for some individuals that plan on joining me today for the show, which today's topic is one of those topics that. We've been seeing a lot of stuff that's been happening in social media. We've seen things as we was watching the Oscars, as far as Will Smith and what happened with him and Chris. Um, Chris, I want to say Chris Tucker, but Chris Rock. But the thing is, we're going to be talking about relationships as well as reconciliation, because not only with what we saw as we was watching the award ceremony and how that went down. But a lot of times we talk about not just that, talking about relationships and restore relationships, how can you restore a relationship? You know, many of us have often heard about forgiveness, the term forgiveness, but I want to share some information with you because even as a therapist, I'm aware that many individuals, they get stuck when it comes to this topic for a lot of different reasons. And some would say, well, Jeanette, why should I forgive? What if a person has done something to me that was so horrible that I just do not want to forgive them for? it? And you know what? Forgiveness, again, is a choice. If you don't want to forgive somebody, you don't have to forgive somebody or anyone. But the question then remains, can you live with it? Why are you holding on to it? What is the benefit of, that you're gaining from this? Because sometimes we may hold on to unnecessary pain. And when I say unnecessary, like I said, some things just be unnecessary. Now, I'm looking at some information, and it talks about, we talked about reconciliation. Now, I had wrote on Facebook, and I said, if you've lived long enough, you have been deceived, hurt, lied to. Betrayed and all kind of stuff by another. It could have occurred within any type of relationship. Sometimes it could be the relationship we even have with our parents. There's some individuals that have to reconcile with them. You know, it could be with a sibling. It could be with a within a work relationship. It could be with a husband. But when a loved one or a spouse has hurt you so bad, the aftermath can leave scars or a great deal of scars. That can last a lifetime. It can also linger into your present as well as your future relationships if you don't do anything about these things. Now, we've all been told and advised, just forgive them. Just let it go. You'll get through it. Yeah, sometimes that can be a cliche, but forgiveness is very powerful, so I don't want to minimize that. But forgiveness is a choice as well as a process. And many have often questioned, can a relationship be restored? Because a lot of times individuals are not aware if the relationship is even, if it's even possible for the relationship to be restored. Now, reconciliation is about a healing of relationship after a wrong or a hurt has been done. The wrong and the hurt, it can vary. Some people could have been, it could be just as bad as you stole my $5, or you took my boyfriend, or you, whatever the case may be, you cheated on me, you betrayed me. The hurt is what people experience. It's like with PTSD. With post-traumatic stress disorder, even though the events have occurred, it's how you felt when that event occurred is what a lot of individuals hold on to. But today when we start talking about relationships, repair, and reconciliation and your intentions. See, sometimes individuals may feel that they just want to be forgiven because they want to move on too. I was talking to a friend of mine this morning, and he called me yesterday and wanted to talk to me about something. And I heard him out, but the thing was,
1: didn't bother me
0: in regards to what he did, but it bothered him. And a lot of times people have to live with their pain. And what we do is kind of like people want revenge, like the old saying goes, it's like drinking poison, poison, waiting on somebody else to die, but you die. Because as long as you hold on to certain things, you're going to stop living. You're going to stop being the best you that you can be because you want somebody else to pay for your pain, and that's not always the case, basically. I'm looking at someone, and they wrote a paper. And it basically talks about relationship repair, reconciliation, and intentions, forgiveness, and conflict resolution. Sometimes when we're talking about reconciliation, and the person started out and she indicated, and this was written by a person named Mary Jo, like, <laughs> Mary Jo Lightning is her name. And when she wrote this article and she talked about Reconciliation is about killing a relationship after a wrong or hurt has been done. It is a process between two or more people or amongst a group of people. And she gave six steps of reconciliation. Because a lot of times when we're talking about reconciliation or, or restoring a relationship, sometimes we don't know when to start. Sometimes people don't know when to start. Sometimes the person, and there could be situations where someone could have offended you, hurt you, done something to you, lied on you, and now you can't even engage in the conversation with that person because that person is no more, no longer amongst the living. That happens. What do you do if it is? If, if, is it ever too late? You know, can you restore and put the pieces back together? Now the relationship may never be the same because I tell people even in my family, there's some people in my family, we should have been. Leave me alone. <laughs> I ain't got time for that. And it's it's not that I don't acknowledge the role that either party play. It's sometimes some people don't need to be in your life, whether they're related to you or not. And it's not about the hurt. Sometimes I look at the character of the person. What type of person are you? Even if you are related to me, if you don't mean me no harm, if you don't mean me no good, and you out for my destruction and my demise, leave me alone. Stay away from me. And it's sad, but sometimes these things happen. Now, with the article that I'm looking at, she talks about the person who hurt needs to acknowledge the hurt done to the other person. Acknowledgement is huge because sometimes like I said, I've forgiven a lot of people because I've said they didn't know no better. They didn't know what they were doing. They didn't realize what they were saying. They didn't know the impact that it may have had. And you don't always have to react and respond a certain way. I've heard it be said in life it is 10% of what a person do to you. 90% of how you react and respond. Now, you could be hurt, but by that same token, you don't have to go and hurt the other person back. But what is, before you can reconcile knowledge that there's a problem, the second thing she indicates is the person who hurt needs to accept responsibility without excuses or blame the other person who hurt needs, like I said, not only take responsibility, for what they did. A lot of times it's so easy to point the finger at somebody else but knowing you got all the fingers pointing back at you. Well, I did this because you did it. Well, I did this because you said it. I did this because, and this one is huge, because I thought. I thought you did that. I thought you you thought. So you purposely set out to ruin my life because you thought? And these things happen. The next step, the person who hurts, and this is the four the person that did the offending, not the person that was offended. The who did the offended, who hurt the person, must apologize and ask the hurt person for acceptance,
2: to be forgiven.
0: Now, the person, the other person may not even be ready to forgive you. The other person may not even, you might even test him mouth gone. But by that same token, if that person chooses not to forgive you, after you've asked for forgiveness, it doesn't mean that you should not forgive yourself. Now, we've done shows or I've done a show before talking about self-forgiveness because that's huge. There's a difference in knowing that you're hurting someone and not knowing that you hurt someone but you still hurt them. So, and like I said, if the person chooses not to forgive you, oh, well, keep it pushing. Not like that relationship is going to hurt you, kill you, but at least you tried. Now, it also indicates now that the hurt person also must be willing to end the problem by accepting the apology and forgiving forgiveness. The hurt person might also be thankful for the apology and the opportunity to have their feelings heard. You know, a lot of times we forget about how the other person may feel or have felt when we did what we did to them. Sometimes individuals may hold on to things for so long or they want closure. Sometimes you may not always get the closure that you want, but by that same token, just to know that that person came back and said, you know, I want to apologize or make amends for what I
3: did wrong,
0: allow them to do that. Don't just beat them up, knock them down, and all that other stuff, because they did step out and try to make amends. The next one it goes into, in regards to the apology, is the person who hurt must now compensate the person he or she hurt by making the hurt better in some way. Now, that can be tough a lot of times because sometimes We want to be the judge, the jury, and the executioner when someone has done something to us, and that doesn't always give us the right to now go back and hurt them or I want you to know how I felt. No, no, you don't need to do that because healing is possible. And then the last thing she says is, finally, one of the most important steps is that both individuals need to acknowledge that the hurt is over and that it needs to be put in the past meaning talking about the incident, giving and getting forgiveness, not about the hurt that was done. Now, we are all human. We all have feelings. Things have happened to us. Like I indicated on my Facebook Live, on my Facebook page, if you live long enough, somebody done did something to you, said something about you, lied on you, told something on you. We all have been through that. But by that same token, when we talk about relationships, relationships are very important. So if relationship is important, we should know that reconciling some relationships may be important. I'm not saying all relationships. I'm not saying if just because someone sexually assaulted you or someone did something to cause some hurt, pain, damage to your family, you should go out and say, you know what, come on back in. let me invite you over for Thanksgiving again. No, because I don't, I don't think I can trust you. And I got that part from the thing of the secret life of pets. That was the funniest thing when that dog told that um, that uh, bird, I don't know if I can trust you. So when we talk about why is it important? Now the benefits of reconciling is that it typically reduces the victim injustice gap, meaning it doesn't feel like it's hurting as much as it did. The perpetrator usually engages in a valuable or vulnerable behavior, like apologizing, which can help the victim by bringing more of a sense of justice into the situation. Now, I'm not going to keep talking about the incidents that happened with officers because that's something that they're going to have to figure out amongst themselves. You know, we can't – there's no right, there's no wrong when people are hurt, when people are offended and how they react and respond. But we should react and respond in a mature way. But maturity don't come with age. Maturity, if I see that my child is hurt or my significant is hurt, I might respond a certain way too. Even if I'm hurt, I might respond a certain way. And I'm a therapist. So by that saying something, no one is exempt. But when we start talking about that and when the person has done it, what happens within a relationship? What happens? to the relationship. Now, so I would love for you to call in, join me in this conversation. If you have something you want to talk about or share, give me a call at 516-387-1914, and I'm going to repeat, 516-387-1914. And like I said, this is a very interesting, important topic, even when we talk about relationships. And I'm going to give you an example. I'm listening. I'm sitting in my daughter's in my home, and I hear the gardener outside. The gardener came cutting the grass. But last week, when the gardener showed up, my daughter had some words with the gardener, and she told the gardener, "I don't want you to go in the backyard no more. You're not really doing anything." And two weeks before that, as I shared with you guys, the gardener had put dirt all on my car right after I got it washed, and when I was leaving, and I was going to go say to him about it. He, oh, you want me to wash it off? You want me to wash it off? And he whipped me up with the water hose. Now, many of you that know me know, if I had time, I would have went back and probably beat the hell out with that water hose. But I couldn't do that. So I got in my car. He whipped my car up. Here I got water all on me. But I heard my daughter tell that gardener, I should fire you because you whipped my mama up with a water hose. Now, here I am sitting here doing work, talking to clients, listening to my daughter, tell this man, because she was going to defend her mama, because you wet her mama up with a water hose. You don't need to be getting my money. Now, earlier today, I didn't think the gardener was going to show up. So I was like, okay, move my car out to the um, grass, you know, because he sat there and looked like he had ate humble pie, because he didn't know how to react and respond to what my daughter was saying. But it looks like he didn't want to end the relationship. He probably don't know how to reconcile with my daughter, but I give him credit because he did show up today, which I didn't think he was going to do so. I thought me and my daughter was going to be out there cutting that grass, trimming them trees, raking up leaves, and I'm like, well, my arthritis, I don't know if I'm going to do all that. <laughs> that hurt me. So getting back to the uh, question at hand, and I, I want to put it out there, is it possible? And I'm going to tell you this, it depends
2: on the offense.
0: But anything is possible. It depends on how you process it. And what hurt you 15, 20 years ago, you may not be still hurting unless you've been holding on to that. Now, when I looked it up in regards to is it possible to reconcile a relationship, and I said yes, relationships, whether platonic, whether it's a family member, whether it's a romantic one, they all can be challenging, and it all comes with its ups and its downs. But individuals often get hurt, and it takes time and effort
2: to rebuild.
0: Time and effort. you got to do the work. You can't just say, just forgive me, and that person going to invite you over for the next birthday party or whatever the case may be. Time and effort. I know in a couple of weeks my family is going to be going to a funeral of another family member, this man with a cold piece of work. And my uncle forgave him. They reconciled their relationship. But it was harder for the other family members in regards to the incident that occurred because my uncle was fast, cut in the face, and had 30-some stitches in his face. So with that being said, it was something about my uncle that felt I don't want to lose my relationship with my cousin, so he reconciled, and we had to respect him for that. Luther Keith, I see you out there. I need you to call in so we can talk about reconciliation, because even when we talk about the damage we've done to our neighborhoods, the damage that we've done to our friends and families within our our communities, how do we reconcile these things? Now, if both individuals are committed, reconciliation is possible. That's the key right there. They both have to want to reconcile the relationship. If one wants to reconcile and the other person don't want to reconcile, that could be a one-sided relationship, and that's not going to be fair to either party. So you can go through the process. You can maintain your dignity if you approach it in the right way. Now, I'm looking at something, and I want to share this with someone. And it says, how to reconcile with someone without losing my pride. Sometimes we got to swallow our pride. If you wrong, it makes you wrong. If you did something and you saw the effect, I tell individuals, don't say you sorry. Often individuals will say sorry and don't even know what they say any sorry for. When I'm sorry about that, I'm sorry. What did you sorry for? What did you do? What What role did you play in this? I tell individuals, when you say I apologize, that means that if I've done something, if I've said something, I may not have known the impact that it's had on you, but I apologize for my behavior. Now, even if I did it on purpose, hey, Gilda, I see you, Gilda. You can call in if you can. Even if I've done something and I did it to purposely hurt you but I still saw that it hurt you, I apologize because I was wrong for doing that to you because I had no business with trying to make you feel a certain way, and I did this on purpose. Then the apology is sincere and it's authentic. Now, Gilda, now you know you're making me want to call people. Uh, let, me, let me see what Miss Lynn is because, you know, there was a party, and I, I kind of missed out on the party because I forgot so I forgot, and I have not been in touch with Ms. Linda. And I love her input and insight when we talk about these shows. So I like to put her on the air and see if I can get her on this conversation. She'll be like, why are you calling me this time of day? <laughs> and she don't want to answer the phone. And this is what I do when people don't be calling in. Okay, I guess she ain't going to answer the phone. Okay, let me try my other person, because I don't want to be engaging in this conversation all by myself. Even though I waited to the last minute, and that's the consequences of me doing that, waiting to the last minute to put the show out. So let me see if I can reach Miss Sean, because I can't reach Miss Linda.
3: Hi, Janette. Where you at? Um, in Oh. Nothing. I was. I text. I. I um. I want to say I tagged
0: you for today's show because I wanted you to join me today.
3: Can you call
0: it? I said I tagged you with today's show. I got thirty minutes left on the show. If you want to join in. Yeah, out here. You
3: know, let's Okay. We came to see, see how. Okay. Well,
0: this is a good topic. The topic is entitled Reconciliation.
3: Oh, okay, I'm like, Come on. we about we about to leave this house. I'm gonna try to see if I can get it on
0: while we get in the car. Cause with reconciliation, how do you restore relationships? But so I have you ask the question for you. So I bet you about to leave. Okay. When do okay. when do you think is the best time to try to reconcile with a person after they have hurt you, offended you, betrayed you? When do you think is the best time? You
3: know that's only hard for me to answer because you know the um. Yeah, that hurt I feel from Ebony, you know, from the daughter. Mm-hmm. and I'm trying my best to get over
1: it. So that, ooh, you're right. That's
3: a good, that's
1: a good subject for me. hmm That's sure.
0: hmm yeah. And you know, and the thing is, when we start talking about restoring these relationships, it takes two parties. Both individuals have to be willing to commit to restoring the relationship, because reconciliation is possible only when both parties are interested. Because yeah. you don't want to punish the person because sometimes individuals don't know how deep the pain is. And not all relationships can be restored. Yeah, on both parties, so, uh, yeah. And, and
3: I'm, I'm fighting with
0: myself over that same thing. <laughs> <laughs> no serious, I really am. Well, okay, somebody's calling in. Let me log on this person because somebody's calling in. Let me give me one second. Hi, this is Jeanette. Welcome to Precious Ridicaments, Love Talk Radio. Thank you for calling in. What would you like to add to the show as we're talking about reconciliation?
4: I'm glad that you have this topic today. I wanted to ask you a question. Um, Mm -hmm. Do we owe or do you feel that we owe our parents later in life anything because they're older, even though they treated you bad through your life?
0: You know what? That's a hard one, and that depends on the individuals because the thing is we don't owe nobody nothing. We were taught that we owe them something because they're our parents. So I'm going to answer your question from a therapeutic perspective and from a real-life position because Precious Ridiculous Precious was my mother's nickname, and my mother was a cold piece of work. And I had to be there, and I was there when my mother was going through her cancer, her illness, all the mess she went through. But my mother put me through pure being And I remember coming to my mom's home and I told my mother, you've let money and men to destroy you and you need to let it go. You know, because of the pain that she inflicted on me, but she put me in a situation to where it made other people view me and see me differently. Now, I didn't owe her anything, but I made a promise that as your daughter, as your oldest child, I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. And that's what I did because I had to accept the fact she didn't know no better. Now, me being a therapist and working with individuals from all walks of life, I noticed there have been parents that have abused their children, sexually exploited their children lied yep. to their children, stole from yep. their children. They've done these things. So how do you find it in your heart to where the person that was closest to you is the person that caused the most damage? My mother waited until I was, in right before she died, to tell me my father was not my father. And I had to let her know, that's your problem. I didn't do what you did Now, I could have, one know those and you know what and i'm gonna say this i did do this i did do this i ain't gonna lie when my mother was laying on that table with no makeup on no hair on her head i looked at her and i said i should bury you looking just like this while i was at the mortuary i should let the whole world see what the hell you look like i said i was at the mortuary i'm trying to take pictures the picture wouldn't even taste the man said, you know, she ain't going to let you let somebody look at her like that, even though I eventually, I eventually got the picture. But the thing is, I knew she was vain, but I also looked at my mother and I said, you didn't know no better. And my father was the same way. When he passed, before he passed, the person he connected to the most was me because his guilt, because he wasn't there. because And when I had to tell him, you may not be my daddy. He said, if I would have known that, your mama would have been dead a long time ago. So Mm
1: -hmm.
0: do what you feel is best for you. I can live with the decisions that I made. So when my parents was at that point in their stage in their life and they needed me, I came through. But it wasn't for them. It wasn't because I owed them anything because I had to make sure I was right with my higher power, and I didn't want to carry that negative energy. I didn't want to do nobody, know, do nobody wrong, because I have adult children, and I'm sitting here now with lupus and arthritis kicking my butt, and I wouldn't want my kids to do that to me. But they don't owe me nothing.
4: Okay, because
0: so, with that about... Being said, to... With that being said, tell me a little bit, and you don't have to tell names or anything, are you in that position? Because a lot of individuals have been in positions where they had to take care of their elderly parents, and they reject their parents, they get mad at their parents, and sometimes parents believe that my kids owe me, they're supposed to take care of me. They have a life, too, and they shouldn't have to put their right. life on hold. I tell my kids now. If I needed to retire because I became disabled, i come with a check. Or if that's the case, put me in a home where somebody gets paid to take care of me. Don't mistreat me and dog me out and make it seem like you entitled that that that, um, that I that you have to do something, because then you'll mistreat me. I don't want to do that to my kids. See what you're saying in regards to your phone is tripping? You can join me, and I can bring you in on Facebook if you want, or like I said, you can call the number at 516 387 So, sir, tell me a little bit about the dilemma that you are dealing with in regards to this with your parents.
4: Well, my mother passed away a couple years ago, and, you know, my parents are divorced. And my father, I haven't talked to him for over 15 years, and out of the blue, I get a phone call that says he had a stroke. And, you know, he was in the hospital, and I I debated for like four or five days because I really didn't know what to do because, you know, this is the same guy that would give you a beatdown just because he woke up, you know. And so uh, I, I, I did end up going to see him. But then it brought up all this anger, rage, you know, because here's the same guy that would hit you, kick you, whatever, you know, he felt like doing, and then he's calling me. And I I never understood that.
0: Well, you know what? Because at that time, and this is what I had to do, I had to develop a better understanding of my parents. I had to listen to them and the time that they was growing up and what they went through and the struggles that they endured. And my parents was young when they had children. So I had to accept the right. fact that they didn't know any better. You know, there was a lot of things I could have held against my mother or threw up in her face and the things that she did and all of that. But I chose not to because it wasn't worth it. Call, I see that like the call it dropped. If you want to call in, I appreciate it if you're still listening. But the same thing you just said happened to my son. My son's father did that to him. I'll never forget. My son was like 18 in a car accident, fractured ribs, broken bones, and called his grandmother, and he heard his father say, I wish the little mother sucker would have died. That hurt my son. My son did not have a relationship with his father, and then when his father got sick and was about to die, called my son to come and help him. My son hadn't seen that man in 22 years. I didn't say, tell my son what to do. I didn't tell my son how to react or respond to it because it was his decision. So my son did go out there, and my son did, you know, was there with, you know, with um, not, was basically still in Arizona when his father died. But my son was able to develop a relationship with his father, which was not the relationship that he had with the kid. So I'm going to say to you, caller, make a decision you can live with. He called you because he probably needed to make amends with you because he could have been abused by his father growing up, and that's basically what he did to you. Like I said, when we know better, we do better. And um, I commend you for that. Now i got a person calling me. Kevin, you know I'm on the radio. What's going on? You're on
2: the
0: radio. Yes, I'm on the radio live, and the Don't topic.
2: You know I needed to talk to you. I
0: ain't been calling you, Kevin. Today's I
2: know I was incarcerated in a detox center, and it was brutal. Okay. Well, if you want to call in on the show, Kevin,
0: today's topic is reconciliation, reconciling relationships. Can Relationships Be Restored? And you know what? You are a really good person to call in to talk about this topic because many individuals are dealing with family stuff, many individuals are dealing with relationships with their adult children, and they don't know how to go about restoring that pain and the hurt that they've endured from family members. And I know you've dealt with some things with your family that we ain't talked about in a while, but these things happen. So...
2: Cause I'm like, I was gonna call my daughter, right? So I called you, and I'm like, maybe I'll call Jeanette and talk to her for a second. Then I'll call my daughter. <laughs> so that's how God works. He's like, you know, it's, it's, uh, I love you, Jeanette, and uh, I have so much to talk to you about. I need you. I know you do. Hey, hey, you hey, remember? I'm sorry. I don't, I on the radio?
0: You on the radio, but you can call oh, me in, though.
2: Movie. But, hey, I always think about that movie, is this as good as it gets? And, uh-huh. I, and it's like, I got to call Jeanette. Mm-hmm. It, you know? Anyhow, I will call. I can't call in today, but uh, I, I will be participating, too. Okay? Well, I appreciate I appreciate
0: your input with what you did share. I appreciate you calling in because, like I said, I try to do these topics that people can relate to because when we start talking about restoring relationships and reconciliations of relationships, that is a process and that is deep and that hurts. You know, wow, do painful. we have to? It's, it's very painful because you know why? We don't know if we can trust the other person and we don't know if we have finished grieving the relationship or the loaf of the relationship. Yeah.
2: You know, I would like look- my son, like my son, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, you all talked to me, but now he's accepted me. And when I checked into the recovery, I called him and, uh, my son got on the phone and told me, good luck, dad. I hope you can do this and make the best of meant a lot to me, you know, and, uh,
0: but see, but Kevin, Kevin, the thing is this, you got to address your demons. You got to address your pain head on because you keep flipping back into this stuff because you don't want to deal with it, and you keep running, and you run it into the same old trouble. So sometimes you get sick and tired of being sick and tired, and even with reconciliation, sometimes we got to reconcile the relationships we have within ourselves. We got to start yeah. loving ourselves. Because people will treat you the way you let them treat you. Right. So, and I'm not saying that reconciliation is bad, but sometimes you just got to accept some people for who they are, and you may have to wait for them to get ready. And they may never get ready. They may never be the person. See, we have expectations of individuals, and that person may never be the person you want them to be. Yeah. And sometimes you got to accept them for who they are, and you got to not let them cause that hurt and pain and damage in your life. Okay, Lady T, I see you here. Thank you, Lady T. Okay, did that, so I'll call you or you call me in your free time. Okay,
2: I'll give you a call. i got to go pick up Ryder. I want to get with you.
0: No but I'll give you a call in about, as soon as I go off the air, because i got to go pick Ryder up from school. So I'll give you a call when um, I, oh, you know what, I got a one-o'clock section. All right, I'll give you a call. All right. Okay, bye-bye. Love you. Bye. Nice you bye. bye. Okay, Lady T. How are you doing, Lady T? I've been waiting on you. <laughs>
2: I'm good. Sorry
0: about that. I was picking, picking up my car. <laughs> Girl, I've got people calling me, trying to make appointments. They called on one phone, and they call on the other phone. Now, today's topic Ooh. is we talk about reconciliation and talking about restoring yes. relationships. This is an <clears> interesting <throat> topic, and I didn't even put the information out till later, but it's interesting because many of us are either dealing with something, going through something, and we don't know and we struggle with, am I supposed to do this? Am I supposed to? I'll give you an example. And being married, with by passing uh-huh. and our friendship that we had, once I accepted him for who he was, I didn't want to reconcile that marriage. I didn't want to, right. re- because there was nothing to restore. Now, it didn't mean that I did not like him as a person, but I mm-hmm. didn't have to have that type of relationship. Now, right. I forgave him for all of the lies, the betrayal, the, you know, and it didn't cause the damage that he may have thought it caused because, you know how parents say sometimes it's going to hurt you more than it's going to hurt me? It was one of those right. things. Right. But when do you know when you are willing to reconcile? And I'm along on the next person, and then, then I'll let them speak after that. But I'm going to have you go first, Lady Kia, even though I just logged on the next call that's 3-3. But when do you know when it's time or when you even know you want to reconcile? Because sometimes it might be just
5: too right. I know. Well, I mean, for me, I mean, in order to want to reconcile, you you have to you have to accept that you have to be able to accept that okay they did this to me they did that but uh, you know I'm not going to bring it up are you are you going to keep bringing up the past you're going to keep saying well, you did this to me are you going to keep throwing it up in their face because if that's on mm-hmm. your mind and on your heart all the time you don't even need to reconcile there's there's no need to do that because you're supposed to forgive let that go and be like, Okay, you know what? Let's start fresh, let's move forward. If you can't do that, then you already know you don't need to reconcile. And um, mm-hmm. but if you're willing to forgive and if you still have love, like that kind of love, like I still love them. I, I really do want to be with them because, you know, it was for better or for worse. And if they're willing to reconcile because you know, the Bible do tell us if if your husband or wife wanna stay with you then you're you're supposed to give them that chance to, you know, be with you. Mm -hmm. So um, you try, but if it's just, I don't, if it's just that type, sometimes it's so long. Maybe you're separated so long that when it comes to reconciling, the other one is they're done doing what they're doing and they're ready to reconcile, but you're not because you're like, I I spent all that time and now I'm over you. So, I mean, it doesn't mean Mm -hmm. I don't care for you, but I don't love you like I used to. So I don't want to reconcile because now that I know how you are, I don't accept. Who you became when you left me, and who you decided you wanted mm-hmm. to be while you were out there, and you didn't decide to come mm-hmm. back to me. So now I'm over that. Because if that happens again, mm-hmm. I'm not willing to go through it. And sometimes, you know, it's the person. Okay, say the person they left and they're with someone you don't,
2: you mm-hmm. know,
5: or someone you're friends with. It's like, no, I can't imagine sleeping with you again when I know who you slept with. You gave away. Nope
0: what was most important to me, which was you. So I can't accept
5: mm-hmm. that. So we mm-hmm. can't reconcile. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot and of
0: And you know what? That, there. There's so many things. Mm-hmm. That right there is huge because, you know, my thing is not more of um, reconciling with someone that, I dated or anything like that because I don't carry that kind of baggage. My thing is more with family members. I got some family members in my family. I don't care if I don't ever see them again. It doesn't bother me. I've moved on, and I've grown that. And the reason being is because Maya Angelou said if someone tell you who they are or show you who they are, please believe them. But because That's I right. know that they mean me no good, why should I have to break bread with people that don't like me and never like me? Yes. Why right.
5: do I have to you
2: do that? I don't know. But you know what, to entertain.
5: Right. But you know what, Another important thing, too, is don't reconcile with someone just to prove a point, to say I told you he didn't want you, he wanted me, or I told you she didn't want you, she wanted me. Don't do that because – it's just mm-hmm. gonna end in disaster. You're just gonna be um, broken up again. Don't,
0: don't, thing, don't reconcile. Thing, when we talk about trust, when we talk about trust, is what can I trust you with? Now I'm gonna say, my middle sister. I love my middle sister. My middle sister don't mean nobody no harm. She may do what she do, mm-hmm. but she never. She always had a good heart. Now the other mm-hmm. sister, that was that child that my mama had. It's like I remember when my mother, when my dog had puppies one time and the dog put the puppies Mm -hmm. on the other side of the fence and I was wondering why the dog put the other dog, because the the dog knew this dog is a problem. My mother knew this dog is a problem. And it hurt me to see my middle sister go through what she's going through, but I think Uh my baby sister never could. And because she's proven it, more than on one occasion. So yes, so the, uh, this weekend I was listening to my friend tell my daughter. No, my, no, my my son, my son is a uh, my son instigated. So I was listening to mm-hmm. my son with on the phone with my sister, and my friend was like, "Well, y'all go get the call, y'all go." And it 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 kind of brought this thing up to where my middle sister don't have a clue, and I can't tell her i got to let her find stuff out on her own. But everybody don't mean you no good. Okay, we got somebody on the line, number ending in 3-3. Hi, how you doing? What you want to add to the chat? And then I'm going to log on the next caller.
3: Hello, I'm just listening to, to your show.
0: Gotcha, Miss Nancy. Okay, let me log on the next caller. Hi, this is Jeanette. Welcome to Precious Ridiculous Locktop Radio, number
3: ending in 4-1. How are you doing? I think that's me you're talking to. This is Sean. Okay, Sean.
0: Thank you for calling in. I appreciate it. You know, I was just, I, hearing, I was just hearing what I had said about um, this weekend when Reggie was on the phone talking to my sister. And I was listening to it, and she was like, well, Jeanette needs to talk to her little sister. Jeanette needs to – no, I don't. No, I don't. And I don't because I know her. I knew her before she was born, and all of the stuff, and you know, and, and, Charlie, and this is what got me. This is what got me. Last night before I went to bed, I was looking at stuff. People feel like I owed them something. I looked at when well, my mama put my name on this house, and I've been paying for this house for over fourteen, fifteen years. 'Cause I was helping my mama pay for it before my mama died, which she knew what she was doing. Right. My mama borrowed hundred and twenty thousand dollars off this house. Sean, when I added up how much money I paid in over fifteen years, fourteen years, fourteen, I didn't even add fifteen. It came up to a hundred and sixty eight thousand. The other stuff, wow. by the time I finished adding up what I spent, Sean, in the past fourteen years, I spent over two hundred and thirteen dollars and no two hundred thirteen seven hundred thousand dollars and I got people mad at me like I got everything and I'm out of two hundred and thirteen <laughs> thousand it's like, dollars you
3: know, people don't understand especially I'm not going to say that they're not doing anything but I'm just going to say a lot of people just don't understand when they they get mad at you you know they 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 just ask, actually lash out, hate to you like you owe them something, and you, you, and, it, right. and like you don't you know like you taking care of your your business, and although it's your business now that your mother is not, it's still you taking care of your your business and your mother's business, and you don't have mm-hmm. to to worry about them and their attitude and what they're upset with. You got too much other things going on. And people need to understand that. And you know, when you say re, you know reconciliation, it's hard to reconcile with people that have all this, these issues for actually for nothing,
0: girl. Because they they want you like to they want to take
3: care of them as well. And I don't mean literally. I don't mean they can bring them into the house, but I mean they act like the world owes them something. No, you. Uh, everybody should <laughs> take care of themselves and their own. And worrying about themselves mm. and they own it. If you want to contribute, do that. But if you don't,
0: Thank close you. your mouth. And close your mouth. Leave me alone. <laughs> leave me alone. And you know, Shai, and that's really huge, especially when you're talking about the death of a loved one. You know, yes, because Lord. sometimes people make it seem like they own your team, but they got a handout. All they want you to do is give if, them. What makes you think somebody owes you something? And this is what gets me with. Sibling, if you felt that way about your mama, what about your daddy? Did you do that to your other sibling? Are you just you gonna just do it to me? I don't owe you nothing. I just see more and I you more.
3: Say, I can truly say, since my mother's gone, and you know, my mother's only been gone fifteen months, and I, I the only thing I can say, I think brothers are the only ones who truly understand that. I didn't inherit anything but more (laughs) (laughs)
2: bills.
3: You know, seriously. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I inherited bills. And um, everybody wants to act like they want, that you want to be in my place. I wish they could walk a day or two, a week, or whatever in my shoes Uh right now. Because I guarantee you they will bring them back.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Really quickly. And that kind of goes back to what I was saying with reconciliation. Reconciliation is a good thing if individuals or both people want to reconcile. You know, don't punish someone that do want to come back into your life, especially if that person has changed. Now, I don't know if my – and change. I, I I don't know, but the thing is, just I have reached out to them before, and they don't even answer my phone calls. So I just stop calling because I don't need to be going through all of that. Even with my nieces and nephews, I just leave people alone. Because like you said, I got a whole lot going on in my life that's positive. I've always had good friends in my life. I've always had people that I was connected with, but I just don't like the lies that have been spread and told about me that wasn't. Even in our neighborhood, it was things said about me, Sean, in this neighborhood that people didn't even know. My sisters don't even know that I even heard and knew that they put out there about me. And oh, it's I sad. Know. It's very sad. But when you ask me oh, about I, them, I say, oh, they all come
3: back. I know it. I, and I, huh? you know, I I believe it or not, we, we really experienced some similar things that I, I didn't have so much said about me just in these last just few months. Uh, that that just mm-hmm. really threw me. Just blew my hair back like, oh, and and it's no reason. My own family has true. I, I don't know if it's hate, but it's they're very bitter, and we haven't mm-hmm. fallen falling out. It ain't like we that we have this big drag out like that. Nothing happened like that. Nothing. Only thing happened mm-hmm. was with
0: my mother. Mhm. That's what it be about. So a lot of times, trying is about money. And like I said, when I added that money up last night, and I said in years, and now we just went up past 14. But in 14 years, I'ma spend two hundred thirteen
3: thousand seven hundred dollars, and they mad at me, and they ain't supposed the dying? <laughs> <laughs> um, statement. And I'm did and anybody know any in part of that? Because I can guarantee you, ain't nobody nope. paid that for mine. Nope. And, they, no, and they, like they no, don't know. No. They know that there's a mortgage on that house. Ain't nobody paid that, but I don't look because I live there. And I don't have no problem paying. But I got a problem with everybody yeah. being in my business talking about what you think I am. I got a
0: problem yeah. with that. Yeah. Well, and and that's, a, that's, no, that's a thing. And you know what? And, and um, Tammy, you can speak from that from a big family with reconciliation. Y'all, because yeah, sometimes you know, and, and parents
3: do say be... mm-hmm. I,
2: I feel bad because of that. Yeah. I, I don't,
3: thought
0: I don't I was feel
3: concerned.
0: bad at all. I'm cool with it. I'm I I adopted my church family as family. You know, I've always had other people in my life. I, you know, whether I'm dating or whatever the case may be. So I don't let, I don't feel responsible for other people's pain because what I learned was that's their grief process. Their grief, Mm -hmm. because we talk about reconciliation, people grieve relationships. And it's called, they call it the dab, the denial, the anger, the bargaining, then you get to the acceptance, then you get to the guilt, and you get to the hope. Now, what gets me with my middle sister is our relationship was always different. You know I've always protected my middle sister. No matter what, I protected my middle sister. And we're still to this day. But when I heard something that my middle sister said about me, because my son recorded her, I realized I can't trust you either, and I had to let her go. Now, that hurt me. Because she, and I, but I always knew she felt some kind of way about me, even when we were kids. But as an adult, that hurt me because, you know, I realized I couldn't trust her. And trust is huge to me because if I can't trust you, I don't need you to be around me.
3: Now, yeah, Lady T, well-
0: what's your take on that? Lady T, what's your take on that with reconciliation yeah. if you don't feel that you can trust the other person or if the person's just not ready? They want to be in your life, right. but they don't know how to be in your life, nor do they know the damage that they cause
5: to your life. Do you have to recognize that? Have... No. Gonna have to, you know, you, could, there, you can love someone from a distance. You don't have to be in their presence. You don't have to be around them. You, you don't have to do all that because, you know, some people can take you to a place you don't want to be in. So Girl. you don't want to risk <laughs> That's your walk. Idea. You don't want to risk. Yeah, you don't want to risk your walk. You don't want to risk your relationship. You don't want to risk where you've come from. You know all the progress you mm-hmm. made. You don't want to go backwards. So some people you do mm-hmm. have to avoid, but you just say, "I love you," but you know I I can't deal with you because I don't I don't like the things you say. I don't like what you did. I don't like what you say about me because if you're, you're said it, that means you felt it and you wanted to say it. That's how you really feel. So, so mm-hmm. uh, there you go. So no,
0: there you you go. Have, that's what I had to. Say. I had to accept. That's how you really feel about me. So, if you really feel that way right. about me, leave me alone. me alone. You know. Right. Right. Just leave me alone. Right. yeah, I do. And we you know, have a big family. It's hard. It's hard because it's hard. I understood the position that my friend was in when he said what he said because he mm-hmm. hadn't spoken to his brother in a while because of the same situation, right. and we were at. All a casino and he got a phone call that his brother had died of a heart attack. And I saw the look on his face when he was told his brother died. So he didn't get the chance to reconcile with his brother, even though we had talked about certain things with his nephews and nieces. And he's the only child left. He don't have no more siblings. You know, so I get his position, Mm -hmm. but sometimes – you can't really put yourself out there in the lion's den if you know that the person means you no know good. So sometimes right. they may not Absolutely. work on something that they got on and is pressing them on their heart and not just, well, you owe me. My, I want my inheritance. Your who? Do you not know? Well, you need to explain. Your mama knew what she was doing. Me and your mama had, I've been giving your mama money for years. <laughs> what have right. you done
2: for
3: your mama?
0: But and just like with you with your mama, Tammy, you do a lot for your mother, and I've seen yeah. you do a lot for your mama. So sometimes mm-hmm. individuals become infants of that of that relationship, and um, you know, you just got kind of like I said, you just got to pay attention to what you're dealing with. To pay attention. Right. Right. And yeah, I think sometimes, even my family, I think sometimes the bigger the family, the bigger the drama. The more drama, the
1: bigger the family. Mm-hmm. I
5: yeah, agree there, with there that. Be so, a lot going on, but I stay, I don't, I stay, I, I stay out of that. You know, I don't like to get involved and I try to tell others as we tell each other, don't, don't get involved, don't get involved, because when you, when i for me personally, when I've listened or I have got involved and I have just listened, it ended up coming back on me that I was the one saying something when I was just a listener. So I was like, you know what, I'm done with that, not doing that because, you know, it, it's hurtful when someone's always making it out to be you. Like you're the one who started, you're the one who's saying something, and you know you ain't saying nothing because you know you don't even talk to the people, and you're like, wait a minute. this is, And then <laughs> so you just don't say nothing at all. It's like, you know what, when you know who, yeah, it's just, it's just, That's you know, some rejected. like I said, some things you just got to, you just got to back away from. Some Sometimes you can't reconcile, but that don't mean you have to dislike the person or hate the person. You still love them, whether it be a family member or a friend or a spouse or or whoever, whatever relationship it is. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. It's best to just step away and love them from a distance, and be like, "I love you," but mm-hmm. that you know that that's where it goes, because we're 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 just required to love everyone. It don't mean we have to be in everybody's face.
0: Well, you know, a caller called in earlier, Tammy, and I know we got a little bit of love, but I got to go drive and pick a rider up from school. But the caller called in with something that a lot of people struggle with, especially with dealing with elder parents, the older parents or sick parents and their mm-hmm. obligations, meaning if your parent wasn't there for you, if your parent abused you, if your parent walked out on you and turned their back on you, and then later on in life they need you, are you supposed to be there for them? That's your own personal choice. I tell individuals, right. make a decision that you can live with. Don't be them, because they may have done what they did right. for a reason. I was watching – I was as I was watching the um, – Oscars, they had this clip of a movie, and somebody was interviewing this woman, and it was like, well, how did it feel? And she said, it felt great. Well, you would think that they would mm-hmm. show some remorse or whatever the case may be, but if a child was to hear that and the child felt unwanted or the child felt abused, that child will have this anger and resentment towards their parent and want to get even with their right. But that don't make you a better, better person. So I would never no. tell a person an eye to an eye, and if your parents wasn't there for you, you don't have to be there for them, but you don't have to be manipulated financially or emotionally right. robbed by your parents because right. they didn't know right. any better. That's a whole different way. Right. I tell the people that make a decision you can live with. I did the best I could by right. my parents. That's all I could do. But it wasn't for them. Yeah. It was for me so I can live with it. Once they were gone, they were gone. When they needed my help, I could have told wow. my doctor said no, but I had to make right. a decision I could live with. So what would be well, your take on that,
5: that? One of the commandments tells us to honor thy mother, thy father, that thy days may be long upon the earth. Now, if we have parents mm-hmm. that abuse us or hurt us in any kind of way and we ain't dealt with them for years, we're just like, you know what, I'm done with that. And they get into the position, like you said, they get older and they need us, go back and honor them. Like the Bible says, because they can't, they can no longer hurt you. They may have hurted mm-hmm. you, but you have lived your life. Now you are stronger. Now you are better. Now you have overcame that. Go back and help them.
1: Mm-hmm. Help them because yeah. they
5: were your parents, because they did bring you into this world. Just help them because the Bible says to honor them, and your days may
0: be long. Still can honor, honor them. People Still be there. Out of ways. You get honor, yes, yes, yes. honor and not enable. You get honor and not enable, And that's where it becomes right, right. huge. Because I remember with my mother, right. I used to give my mother thousands and thousands of dollars when I first bought my company. And when my mother passed away, I remember going through some of her stuff because I had made her one of my um, board members. But so my mother had people mm-hmm. thinking that I had sold her dividends. She didn't know the difference between a board member and a shareholder. So she had people okay. believing that I was out of money. Really? And I found it. I'm like, so this is what you thought about me? But that was the type of person she was. I can't do nothing about that. If you
5: accept people for who they are and accept them for where they at, then that helps, that'll help you. That can help you navigate around them or how you have to deal with them. Say, okay, I already know that's how they are. So, you know, this is how I have to be. So you don't get yourself through the process. So if you
0: want to know how a person there is, you go. learn there how to do with them. There you go. And that's part of protecting yourself and not being overboard right. with it. Now, Right. Oh, I, right. Mm, wait a minute. My, my my brother-in-law, my ex-brother-in-law is looking at something. What I just said, yes, Will, I added it up. It came up to $213,000 that Jeanette paid out of her pocket for over the past 14 years. That I didn't even realize until just last night when I started adding stuff up. When I'm looking at mortgages, um, insurance, property taxes, the home repairs—that's it. They ain't even utilities. That's just it. Yeah. Up to but you didn't realize it because at the nine.
5: time. Yeah, but you didn't realize it because at the time it didn't matter because there was a need. You were meeting it. It didn't matter right. what the need was. I But my
0: mother knew what she was doing when she did it. My mother knew I was that child. She knew why she made the decision. It ain't like she gave me nothing. She didn't. My mother always made me earn what I got. And I looked at this, she still made me earn what I got. I didn't get nothing for free. So, we're going to end today because I know I want to go pick this baby up. To the... And um, thank you, Lady T. Thank you, Sean, for joining me. We'll come up with a topic we need to follow up on because we do need to find better ways of getting along with our family members. We need to find better ways of processing things. Life is too short to be living in discord. We need some peace in our life. Peace is priceless. I am at peace. I'm good. I'm arthritis. I'm good. And we need to make sure that we do look out for one another. And family doesn't always just mean your blood. You know, because I love you, Sean, and you, Tammy, like you, my family, too, because I've been knowing y'all for years. And Sean, I've been knowing you personally all my life. So right. <laughs> thank you for joining, and I appreciate you guys. And we'll find topics to talk about on Monday. Until then,
3: you guys take care. All Bye-bye. right. Thank okay, you. you too. God bless. You.